Bonds has come back to the South Road Boys podcast. Hello for those who don't <laughs> remember. I'm Troy. <laughs> so I'm, I'm half of the uh, South Road Boys. It's sort of even though <laughs> I was replaced momentarily. <laughs> momentarily, like you left me to my own yep. devices. And let's fucking talk about that to get us off. <laughs> right. Seriously, okay. I want to know where are we starting. I want to know. Mm. I mean, was this a scenario where I mean, maybe you put it on Seek.com, searching for a, a podcasting partner? By the, um, which one are you talking about? The one that got released with my children? Well, or? both, because you just went on – once you started, you couldn't stop. So, Or was it a case of you put something on the socials saying, look, you know, my podcasting partner has left me. Yes. I would, would anyone like to join me for this journey? Mm. Was it on a dating app? It sounds – Searching <laughs> for a podcasting partner. Must enjoy late-night movies. Yeah. <laughs> Maccas in the moonlight. <laughs> Maccas in the moonlight. Uh, and love hearing the sound of their own voice. Yeah. I mean, I just want to know, Joe. <laughs> I just want to know because, you know what, here's the thing. For, what, five years now, we haven't missed a Monday. Uh, we I haven't think, missed a weekly episode. I think you'll find, mate, six. Six years. Well, we're about to oh, episode record episode 300 coming up, live show, 18th oh, of August okay. at Bernie Tennis Centre. Yes. Get your tickets now. Sticky ticks. Um, or southroadboys.com. Mm. Um, but Quick yeah, you're six years. Six years. Well, well if, getting close ish. to it. Yeah. So for that period of time, mm. we haven't missed a week. On purpose. <laughs> um, so <laughs> it's rare. It's rare. Missing tape. It's right at the start. We haven't had a missing tape for a very long time. Over five years. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the listeners would have forgiven us. Mm. If, the missing one? If maybe we'd missed a week. But No. No. no, no, golly gosh. No, he <laughs> decides, gosh. he decides firstly <laughs> to bring in fucking dear Dolly on steroids <laughs> with fucking, is it Rachel? Rachel. Rachel, what <laughs> the fuck? First point of conjecture. <laughs> <laughs> right. Since when are we a sex education <laughs> podcast? My We've God. We've always been a sex, sex education. Sex road boys. <laughs> sex road boys. <laughs> The amount of conversations we've had about sex robots—it's a different thing altogether. Okay, that's 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 a serious topic mm. that we're not going to go into now. We that deserves an entire episode by itself. Mm. But I'm just going to say, I mean, look, I did get a bit of amusement out of the episode. Good. I do believe that you completely lost tra- lost track. Oh, it, and it, she I, took over, and I, you were just lost. I lost control. Uh, your wife was apparently there too. Oh, <laughs> miming from Ned a distance. Said nothing. Nothing. Oh, very little. I think there was five words. All right. So here's the- And s- also, I'm just going to point this out, though. Mm. The one problem I have for the whole thing- Oh, okay. The one problem. Yes. Rachel knows what she's talking about. Doesn't I she? I can tell. Yeah. She's a sex but, nurse. But Rachel, if, <laughs> if you're listening, and I'm certain you are, yes. why wouldn't you be? Because you're part of us now. Mm, one you're, of you're us. One of us. It's a little bit like Vin Diesel. You yeah. Know, family. <laughs> it's- You know, once you're family, that's it. Sure. Um. But not every man in the universe doesn't know what to do with a woman's body and how to please her. And also, <laughs> not every woman needs to fake an orgasm. No. I think you've got a bit of confirmation bias going on, <laughs> and I think you need to step it back a little bit. Instead of man bashing everyone thinking they know, don't know what a fucking woman likes and fucking deserves. I know what goes long. I understand that not like. everyone is in the same box, <laughs> Rachel. <laughs> They're not all in the same, but there's different size boxes. <laughs> there are. And you know what? Some men fit in them. <laughs> Literally and figuratively. Yeah. So 
love the information, <laughs> maybe step it back and just realize that not everyone's evil. I think- I want to say everyone, <laughs> men. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, I think- It was fun. I actually enjoyed listening Rachel, to Rachel uh, is a sex nurse, or what she calls it, a sexual and reproductive- Sex nurse sounds sex way nurse. better. That's yeah. what I said. Um and I believe that she actually has the ability and and the knowledge to do her own themed podcast. I, I yep. genuinely agree with that. And I said to her, "I'll rooting with Rachel, rooting with Rachel." <laughs> fucking, it writes itself, doesn't it? And it's just the, the intro is just. To be uh, honest, uh, I was singing for a while. She writes herself too. Exactly. She's a very out there lady, isn't she? Just yeah. Have a meta. And so but- I said, "Look, I'll help you do that. That's not a problem." <laughs> Then she was visiting uh, my wife and I because she was looking after the children while we went away mm-hmm. for a night for our wedding anniversary. Yep. 27 years. 27 years of- uh, Bliss. Bliss, yes. Bliss. That's the word I was looking for. Um, and <laughs> after three margaritas, my wife goes, no, you should do it now because you need content. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you sure? She goes, yeah, it'd be fun, it'd be fun. And I've gone- you know what? I do need content. Fine, you know it's yep. true. It's either this yep. or me yep. by myself. Very masturbatory yep. and very, very. Yep. And I thought, why not? Yep. This, this will teach him a lesson from going away. <laughs> <laughs> but I tell you, and you once, heard what ensued. Once the ball left our gate, yeah. <laughs> Woo! So um, you just you, you lost control of the stirrup. I tried. It I was tried gone, to rein it back in, and you were running after it, <laughs> trying to get the ball back, <laughs> but it wasn't happening. No. Anyway, so that was that, and then I actually did one for a moment whether Rachel was actually trying to actually like basically pick up with the podcast. It's possible. I mean, I've been contacted, <laughs> um, and so and then that was that, and that's fine. And then I've always said to so I've. Recorded a couple of things with my kids over the years. Yep. So for prosperity sake that, you know, they can go back and listen to conversations I've had with dad and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Which I love. I think mean, it's great. Yeah, it was a bit yeah. of fun. Um, and I said, you know what? I need content so you can actually be on the show. Yeah. To which my daughter's head is almost exploded. Yeah. Well, the other like, thing is I know you and I know the love you have for your kids. Mm. And I know you would have loved – I did, that. yes. You really would have done. I did. Yeah. I really did. Even though you try to stick them both up a few times. <laughs> yes. And I love that too. <laughs> Even though I think at the time or in the moment they didn't realize what you were doing, <laughs> you just kept pushing them a little bit until they said something stupid. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's always some stupid lying there. Yep. You've just got to find the spot where it yeah. is. No, that's right. You just need kid logic. Kid logic. Love kid so logic. They, um, they both loved it and enjoyed it, and I absolutely loved it as yep. well. Um, and I was really surprised. I forget until I heard them back, how more mature they sound. Oh, I was really surprised. Yeah. Like, they don't sound like the little kids that I- no. But it's saying that, what, mm. 13 and 11 now? 13 and 11. I mean, Getting on. I've got a teenager. Mm. I have a teenager. Yeah. Who, luckily, mm. through your guidance, <laughs> thinks shooting people is bad. Yes. <laughs> which is good. I was- you concerned about that. Yeah, no, but, shooting but I mean, people is bad, okay. Part of me thought, oh, that's cute. It is. Yeah, you know. Uh, the other thing that I did find, mm. missed opportunity. Mm. And if you and I were having that conversation, yes, wouldn't have been missed. Or I wouldn't have missed it. No. I would have grabbed it and ran with it. Sure. But it came up to do with um, 
the the beach huts, or whatever they were talking about. There was it the um the forts or oh yeah, Jake Jake and Ella had made beach huts down at the river. Yeah, and they were a distance from each other. And yes, he said a kilometre. Yeah, it's probably more like a hundred metres. Yeah, I saw a kilometre was a long distance. <laughs> yeah, it's further than our yeah. house. I mean, you don't need to catch a bus for that. Correct. So, <laughs> but she did say that they went to see um Ella's. Yes. And it had washed away. Washed away. Yeah. And you said, tired. And I would have gone, no, not tired, but a little bit sleepy. <laughs> True. Yeah. And that was completely missed. And I was so disappointed in it. I almost said, well, it waits for no man, but I didn't think my 11-year-old son <laughs> was going to pick up on that either. So I Just the first thing I thought, he said, tired? I said, no, but no. a little bit sleepy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, some of those jokes still don't fly. They just go straight over the head. But, you know, we're yep. working on it. I did appreciate the fact that also I mentioned you earlier. Mm. Um, Ella, she, uh, one of the things she wants to be possibly growing up is a paramedic. Yes. Um, because she can drive faster <laughs> than everyone else. <laughs> she is, is baby a, driver. It's a great reason to become mm. someone who wants to help people in oh, – sorry, not want to help people in need, but just want to drive quickly. And get them somewhere else yep. quickly. Once again. Vin Diesel. Put the party lights on. Not in the Fu- Fast and the Furious. Maybe that's- Family. Maybe my, my daughter is Vin Diesel. Maybe. <laughs> she is Groot. Uh, no, I did. I gained a bit of amusement out of listening to those two episodes. Good. Now, you- It also opened the door, though, that we could do guest star things here and there now. We could, but I think anything that I take away from that is we've had three guests on, three sets of guests. Yes. Two of them have been- Intoxicated, yes, and have both run away with the show. Yes, <laughs> first one being Grant Howe many, many moons ago. Grant on the Shiraz. Yeah, next one being um, sexually frustrated Rachel <laughs> Margarita Madness. I'm not sure whether it's frustrated or ruined or <laughs> just. <laughs> I couldn't quite work it out. Six of one, half of the yeah. other, mate. But also, I don't know if I mentioned it, but Rachel, not all men are bad. <laughs> Some men do actually know how to treat a woman's body. It's possible. It's possible. Yeah. Um. <laughs> And then my kids were sober, and they were fine. They were. Yeah. The only difference there, though, is mm. at the age they're at, yes. it probably didn't fit our sweary, fun demographic. Oh, my daughter would have loved to have. <laughs> <laughs> I, there was a moment where I was like, you know what? You can say whatever you want. And my wife's like, fuck, no, you can't, <laughs> because that's out there for all time. I tell you what, though, listening to her speak to you, mm. and a few of the little tidbits that got thrown out, and little comments, and the way the topic went a certain way, and then you draw back. Yes. It's a little bit of Martin Bryan in there, isn't there? Like, <laughs> she does like a little bit of the violence. Uh, you know, we've all got our leanings. You know, and I didn't know that you and her go shooting together. Yeah, yeah. Where the hell do you go for that? Uh, we go to a gun range. Yeah, but where is it though? Sheffield. Okay. Uh, well, actually, if you drive to Launceston, on the left-hand side, after Latrobe, there's a place called Smith and Others Road. Mm, not and, Smith and Weston. No, not Smith right. and Weston. Smith and Others Road. And um, yeah, there's a gun club down there. Yeah, nice. We've been shooting since she was 12. There so a year now. So, yeah. Yeah. so what are you shooting? 22. Yep. Yep, just a target. Yeah. Um, nice. We don't kill anything because no, neither of us want to do that. No, but it'd be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we, at the end of the day, I know there's a lot of people that go, oh, uh, but fucking guns. Guns are fun. They can be, if Actually, used yeah. safely. And one of my daughter's favourite games is 22 Golf. 22 Golf. 22 Golf. Okay. So you play golf yep, by with, hitting a 22, targets. with a 22 rifle. Cool. So, so in other words, you go into the Penguin Golf Club no, no, you throw and a golf, you shoot there. <laughs> you both get a golf ball. Yep. You both get 10 shots because you 
that's how many is in a magazine. Right. And it's whose golf ball can go the furthest. Oh, really? So you hit it and then it bounces out. And then yep. you. And this is something that they do? No, just her no. and I. Okay. <laughs> we were at the gun club one day um, and this guy, uh, Ella, found when we were out on the range, she goes, oh, there's a golf ball here. Why is a golf ball here? And the bloke standing next to her goes, oh, 22 golf. And she's going, what's, what's that? And I'm going, I don't know. And he goes, well, you know, you throw the ball out. So it goes about... 10 metres or 5, 10 metres, because yep. any closer, it's it's too close for the for whatever you want to do. Mm. He goes, and you take a certain amount of shots, and it's whoever's golf ball ends up the furthest down the 100-metre range. That's hilarious. And obviously, the further away it is, the harder it is to yeah, hit. Yeah, of course. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, you both have 10 shots. That's so funny. Can, yeah. I like that. And because it's only a 22, the golf ball doesn't disintegrate. Yeah. It, you know, it takes the yeah, – it'll just- Ricochet somewhere. Yeah. Mm. And you got to hope it goes more back than sideways. Well, exactly. That's the thing. That's the rub. Because <laughs> if you just flick it, yeah, goes the other way a little bit, still goes, but not where you want it. Yeah. Mm. Um, or if there's, you know, a little bit of tuft of grass or something like that, that can hide the golf ball. Yep. Um, but it's actually like, if, you, if you've listened to the podcast, you will know my daughter is quite a chatty Cathy. Oh, yeah. She loves a chat. Um, and can be quite excitable, but- when she's sitting there and she's got a rifle in her hand and she's looking down the barrel of a twenty-two at 50 metres. And she's saying, I don't love you, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Act like a man. <laughs> um, she calms down a lot. Okay. And because- it's Just that concentration. Just that concentration. And she realised yep. very quickly that even your breathing can affect what happens a millimetre at the rifle is centimetres or- multiple centimetres at the other end where you're aiming. Yep. So it affects everything. So she just sits there and just calms down and breathes and That's focuses. interesting that you gain that out of it. Mm. It's not just, you know, basically turning around to you and saying, hey, Dad. Hey, Dad. Run. Run. <laughs> <laughs> I want my car. Ten. Did you? <laughs> nine. Eight. The car. Actually, yeah, that's another one I was going to bring car. up. Sorry. What's the car called again, Joe? Chevy Violet or something? <laughs> Chevy Violet? Yeah, no, I didn't. Is it Chevy Violet? I think that's what she yeah. Chevrolet. Chevrolet or something Chevrolet like that. Or something. And I'm like, no, it's a Chevrolet. It was close. Yeah, but I she, mean, it's a weird word. If you, if you actually look at the word, it is a weird word. Correct. And so yeah. she's seen somewhere on there for whatever reason she is enamoured with the American big pickup trucks. Mm-hmm. And so she. I mean, they are a sexy beast, though. Yeah, I get it. You've got to remember, my daughter's only source of income is pocket money. <laughs> I know. And the occasional pet sitting gig that she gets, <laughs> she's not breaking in the big bucks. But she's been on the website and personalised it. Yes. Like with all the things she wants on it. Yeah, all the-, all the yeah, Which worked out to was some, was it something like 106,000 Australian? 106 or something like that, yeah. Australian. Yeah, like once you convert it from American to Australian. I mean, Correct. that's not counting getting it here either. I don't reckon that would have. No, that was on. It was forty. I don't even think you can buy the custom one here in Australia. Right I think on. they only do that in America for forty-four grand. Yep. If you want to get the base model Chevy pickup in Australia, it's one hundred and six. Yeah. It then goes up to one hundred and fifty, which is probably what she's looking at. Yeah. Right. Because um, it's converted to you know left-hand drive and all yeah, that kind all of that stuff. Kind of I did uh, love the fact that you've gone through this car, and look, I can understand the the attraction of the car. Yep. Yep. Beast. Curb appeal. Um. But. Then you're trying to push it back. So maybe, you know, you can change the plan a bit or, you know, maybe look at something else. And yep. you've got to 
Hyundai. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking, dude, maybe start a little bit in the middle. She's going high. Like, like, don't don't go straight from fucking Kellogg's to home brand. <laughs> like, find a medium. She's going down to Hilux, which is about ninety grand. <laughs> Whereas, did you hear my son's response to that? No, I didn't hear that one. He's, oh, you, you'll hear it. Um, he's not going to get a car. He's going Because I, I haven't heard the end of the episode yeah, yet. Yeah, he's going to be a bike boy. Okay. Yep, because under his own pedal. And, uh, oh, not a motorbike, actual pedal bike. Yeah, bike. yeah, yeah. Yep, e-bike, um, whatever. Keeps him fit. Yep. Uh, and he's going to buy a property. Right He's going to buy land. That's what he's going to do. Yep. Do a bit of farming. Oh. Bit of agriculture. Sounds pretty good. Yeah, I bad. did hear that he wants to be a was it geologist or an archaeologist? Both, if he could be, yeah. if he could be an archaeologist, geologist. And I love the fact that you asked him, "Well, what's the difference?" So, a geologist um, looks for rocks and mm. stuff, and an archaeologist looks for fossils. Yeah, or digs fossils. Exactly. I've fucking nailed it. Nailed exactly. it. Imagine rocks that have been fossilized, like fossilized rocks. Mm. Fossilocks. Exactly. Fossilocks. Fossilocks. My son popular. wants to be Indiana Jones. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and he's got a plan, and he'll run. All like- he needs is a hat and a whip. That's it. He's very good with a whip. Is he? We He's halfway to, there to be an archaeologist. We went to this two years ago. Actually, when we first arrived, maybe four years ago, we went to a fate. And they had uh, Simon Martin leather whip supplies. Okay, I don't know the name. Don't know the name. You will know. High end, though, obviously. Um, Aquaman. What's his name? Mm, um, was it Jason Momoa? Jason Momoa had two yeah. custom whips made. By a bike in fucking Sprayton. There you go. Simon Martin. These was white- that, so that would have been one for him, one for his brother. Give me my mower. Give me my mower. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, and so it, there's, a, there's something. I've, I've seen a clip of him, and he's got these two white long bull whips, and yeah. they were made in Tassie. Really? Yeah. That's cool. It, very, very cool. Because anyway, he did actually do a bit of filming in Australia, I think, for the first Aquaman too. Yeah, I think so. I think, yeah. Mm. And so um, he was doing, you know, learn how to crack a whip or have a go. And Jake's like a bloody stockman. Fucking Jesus. Here I am flapping myself in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Look like a complete bloody breakdown of a man. <laughs> Cutting up 10-year-olds left, right and centre. <laughs> and Jake's like, whack, 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 whack. Fucking, yeah, he's got skills, that boy. Okay. He'll go places. So he's halfway to India already. Pretty much. That's impressive. And he does rock a hat. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Now, all this happened, Mr. Barnes, because you inconsiderately... Decided to leave. I know. I needed time away from you, man. <laughs> was, was Long service. Every Monday together for years. Long service leave. And just, yeah, I got the long service leave, not just from work. No. But from you. Six years, six weeks. Mm. Sounds about right. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so tell me about some of your trip, because I know oh, you want to keep some of us. Yeah, some of it for the live show. Yeah. Um, there's no doubt about that. Um. Tell us why you so, went. So essentially, the main reason for going initially, of course, was the Ashes. Um, mm. For those who don't follow cricket, um, the Ashes is the the pinnacle test uh, match competition, fucking whatever you want to call it, between England and Australia. Yes. Um, I, th- I think going way back, it used to happen every four years, but now things have only been kind of two years. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And now it's just, I think it kind of just happens whenever they can. Just whenever. <laughs> whenever are, you, are you free? Yeah, because uh, because there's so much in the cricket schedule these days with everything with um, You, you can't know, get the, it to marry up. Yeah, so they're just going to try and fit it in where they can. So obviously you don't, it won't be like six months away and you do it again, but it might not be a case of, okay, 
in August every two years we played the Ashes. Like it doesn't work that way because it runs at the end of one person, one country's season and the beginning of the other one's season. Yeah, just so it fits and all the rest of it. So we went over there for that. So we we're part of the the actual tour group. So Australian Sports Tours AST, mm-hmm. um, of which Alan Border was going to be our our tour squad leader, which is amazing. And we went for the second and third test. So mm-hmm. of course you got five tests: one, two, three, four, five. Yes, and you could thank go, you for counting for you, me. <laughs> you could go for um, one and two. Yes, um, you could go for one, two, and three. Okay, or you go for two and three. That was what was available when we booked. Four right. and five weren't in the mix at that stage. Right. So that was something that came later. Is that because they didn't know whether or not four and five would matter? Um, well, it was always going to be played. Yeah, so I, I wouldn't think imagine. The, the biggest thing, I believe, was that they wanted to get the first three locked away, get that oh, done, yeah. and then four and five was another tour scenario. So I would have um, thought, though, if you had have said to them, I have a shit ton of money, I want to do all five. Oh, no doubt. If I emailed and said I want all five straight away. They would have gone, um, oh, yeah. all right then. Um, we did meet someone on the tour that was doing all five. Okay. Yeah. So That's a long time away for cricket. Yeah, fuck yeah. That's- he, was, he was an older guy. Like He would have been retired. Yeah. Maybe had a few bucks. Sure. He's been an eclectic soul. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, I called him Chicken Wings um, <laughs> because we met him one night. I'd seen the guy around a little bit. He's a bit of a weird looking dude. Yeah, Chicken Wings. Nice guy. Yeah. But um, once he actually got to talk to him, nice enough guy, but he was a- a bit of a different soul. Sure. Um, Left of center. Yeah. And uh, we're at the, um, the, the main pub that we gathered every morning for our morning briefing. Yes, the Ragged Ass Hotel. And they would always say, you know, if you've got a chance, come back and have a beer after the, the day's play. We'll support mm-hmm. the guys because they're helping us out. So we'd normally do that. Yep. Uh, so we go back there and, um, and we sit down and have a few beers and old mate sat down near us um, and a bucket of chicken wings turn up. Hello. And he said, oh, guys, have some wings. Like, nah, mate, you, they're your wing. Like, get in on me. He said, nah, I'm not really that hungry. You have some wings. So I'm like, okay, I have one. And then he's not really eating him, so a bit later, two. <laughs> Another one before you know it, myself. You finished and, off the bucket. And Closey, who was with me, he was part of our three that went together. Yeah. Next thing, the wings are gone. Sure. <laughs> but I never knew his name. Just chicken wings. So from then on, for the next two weeks, I'd be like, oh, it's chicken wings. <laughs> <laughs> chicken wings. I didn't call him that to his face. Um, and we did discover his name at some stage, CW. but I don't remember it. Okay, it just he was known as Chicken Wings, Chicken Wings, the whole enough. fucking time. Uh, but anyway, so Alan Border was our tour guide for the second and third. That was our thing. So I, I worked out that what are we the the first and second tests was going to be uh, Jeff Marsh, yes, who used to play obviously back in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Um, you could do the first, second, and third test in which your tour guide will be Murph Hughes. <laughs> um, and then if you did the second and third, because mm. that were three options. Um, that meant that Alan Border was going to be. A-B. And we thought, this is great. Alan Border's awesome. Perfect. Um, he was the captain of my era, mm-hmm. or our era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, someone I looked up to a lot and would love to be able to meet and all that kind of thing. Before we went, though, a few days prior, um, we found out that Alan Border had pulled out. Oh, so not with his wife. But, <laughs> um, because of personal reasons and blah, blah. I hope you respect blah, blah. And like, okay, we don't know what the situation is. Sure. Could be anything. Uh, we did find out, though, whilst we were there, um, that he's got Parkinson's. Oh, shit. And that's why he actually pulled out. Apparently, he's not great. So that's oh, a shitty reason. I thought it might have just been some kind of, you know, something happening in the family cold. or, you know, like not feeling the greatest. Because, um, I mean, he's older. Not enough money. Yeah. So, um, but that was the reason why, which is disappointing. Um, and did you blame Michael for that? Blame Michael? Parkinson. <laughs> no, no, I didn't blame Parky for it. Because you're in the country. Yeah, yeah, it's you could true. have hunted him down. Actually, it's true. I said, you fucked Alan. Yeah, you, <laughs> who 
He's a you bastard. Alan, Alan, Alan. <laughs> so anyway, so it worked out the way it was going to work then is we're actually going to then have um, Jeff Marsh. Yes. Um, for the second, so he'd become part of our crew. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we'd have Merv for, for two and three. I mean, Which is still cool. Gorgeous. Because we thought that's great. Alan would have been great. Yes. Well, we've got, Joe, I've got to admit, Jeff Marsh didn't really excite me that much. No, fair like, enough. Like, I remember him as a cricketer, but he wasn't someone I looked at now and thought, wow, you're recognisable. Wasn't, like, wasn't a character. No. He was just a good player. Yeah. Um, but, but Merv, I mean. Merv, Merv is the character of all characters. You know that you're going to get some stories. Oh, yeah. A couple of laughs. Yep. And have a few Once beers. he warmed up. So we turned up. Uh, we've, we turned up a few days early. How many people are in your entourage? Because uh, really I looked at the photos, one. and they look like it'd be a cast of thousands. Yeah. Uh, now, it wasn't that many. Right. There would have been, like, essentially, when we were going to and from, uh, there would have been two bus loads. What do you fit on a bus? 50 people? 42. There you go. So, you're looking- 80. You're looking at 80 people, for instance. Okay. You know, all in the, the bright canary yellow. Yeah, you and were. And we were bright. Fucking earth, you were. Unmissable. I could see you from here. Yep. If anyone was going to target us as a sniper in the crowd of Mozzies- Just- Fucking just the aim at the yellow. Yep. Like was, <laughs> just hit one of them. Yep. Every player wins a prize. <laughs> like, you would have got one of us. Ba-ding, ba-ding. Holy fuck. So, but we up a few days earlier, wandered around London, did all that kind of thing, and then we meet the crew. Mm-hmm. So, and that was interesting because what we're doing then is we come in as newbies, you see, because got all these people that have done the first test. Oh, so they're all mates. And they're all veterans. They all know chicken wings. They know each other. They know what's going on. They've been there. They've been with Merv. They've been with Jeff. And then they've we come in as newbies. They've all buffed in the change rooms. Yeah, exactly. You know, we're the plebs. Yeah. We've come in. Was and, there a hazing? Yeah, well, there wasn't a hazing. <laughs> I was expecting it. Yeah. Um, but Hoping there, for it. <laughs> so the newbies kind of stuck with each other for the first day a little bit more. Oh, yeah. Because um, you didn't want someone to steal your lunch money. Yep. Uh, and then we started mingling really well. And it was great. And it was a. A really, really awesome group of people, I must admit. Um, a lot older, most of them, than what we were. Mm-hmm. We were the youth brigade. Wow. Brigade. Brigade. Yeah, brigade. Brigade. Yes. I've got to say my speaking has helped since yeah. I've been away. It's got better. <laughs> uh, so there's a lot of people in there, like, you know, 70s and, and that kind of thing. Oh, wow. Which it have was... probably done the, the retire thing. It's like, you know, and a few of them, are, this is their second or third time they've done this too. Just so they a, love it. Just to get away. You know, they've got a few bucks. You know, yeah. they're, they're spending it. They don't want to give it to their kids. Fuck them. Yeah, fuck them. I'm going to go to the cricket. Yeah. Uh, but what had happened was, so in between the first and the second test, so we've arrived at this time, mm. uh, the guys did trips. So some went to, I think it was Paris. Uh, and some went to um, Ireland. Yes. Uh, and then they come back then for the second test. Um, what had happened during this time, especially the Ireland crew, uh, that all started getting the flu everywhere. Oh. This cough had developed. Oh. So the first day, we've got on the bus to go from the hotel to where we need to go, and we're on the bus. And, and it was like a, a plethora of coughing. Oh, it was like, like an death orchestra. <laughs> like a, yeah, there like was a, a cough. So here's and then <coughs> in the back, and I'm looking at fucking Closey and Bubba, who I'm with now, yeah. the, the wonderful threesome that we had. Um, <laughs> Should and, we walk? And I've said- I don't know if all these people are going to make it. <laughs> I think we're going to lose some along the way. Yeah. Just leave them in the trenches. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it was- Every man for himself. Like it was bad. And it just kept going. And Merv was one of them as well. So he'd, he'd got it off someone else. He was on the bark. Yeah. And someone else, someone had already gone to hospital. They'd got pneumonia. Do you reckon they had an orgy in between the first I and the second test? I don't know. 
I like just, really an all, don't know. just an all-in circle I jerk. I wouldn't be fucking surprised. <laughs> um, I mean, eventually we're thinking, you know, I mean, is it the vid? Mm. No one would have tested. <laughs> You're no. not going to fucking do that. No. Not that it matters anymore anyway. No, but then you would have been off the, off the tour. Yeah. So, but anyway, so what we've done then is we've just tried to kind of stay away from that. Within a few days, though, um, a couple of us got the cough. Of course. Um, wasn't too bad. It wasn't as horrendous as the old guy I thought was going to die in the back of the bus. <laughs> the death rattle. <laughs> I was. It was rattling. You could hear the chains. Okay. Yeah. It's like the Grim Reaper had come in just dragging the chains behind him. Fuck. Some of them were terrible. Mm. Um, so anyway, so we, we got the cough. wasn't too bad. Got away with it. So be it. Um, but Merv was the funny one. So we had the situation. So we had um, – we had to get on the bus. Um, was it to go? It was to catch the train. So between the second and third test, uh, we had to catch a train from London to Leeds. Now, I'm assuming that you have a tour guide. Merv Hughes is not given that responsibility. Um, He's just supposed to be the lad who everyone goes. Where are we? Oh fuck! There's Merv. Right, we're off that way. A little bit, a little bit, but also it doesn't organise, but he organises. Oh, corrals people. Yeah, so he knows what's going on. So oh, he, he, lads, it's just get shit happening. Yep. So the guys from AST were great. Yeah, but they, they're, they're they the minions sort of running yeah, around but, actually doing yeah. shit. So anyway, so we got out to all our – we booked out the first hotel mm. to go to the um, – we had Manchester from Liverpool and stuff in the middle too and all the rest. So we had to get all the luggage out, put on the bus mm. to get to the train, to get the train to the next spot. And we got, we've gone out and one of the buses is already reasonably um, foolish. And then uh, we go to get on the second bus, and uh, the guy wants to go. The driver wants to go. He just wants to go. And Merv's like, "Mate, we're not fucking going." <laughs> like, he's a fuck. Like, you couldn't say this word with the kids around. But he's a crabby cunt. Is he? Fucking oath he is. I need to add a bit of a, the fluey stuff too. So sure. I made him a bit more crabby, surly. Oh, surly! Just that big you could mo. see why he was a far, fast Ooh. bowler. Fucking just, hell. just fast bowler rage. Oh, yeah. So anyway. He said, um, this guy wants to go. And we've come in in the middle of this conversation a bit. Oh, this is kind of, you know, half full. He's like, need to go. He said, mate, we're not fucking going. <laughs> he said, there's people who got luggage. Put it on the bus. And the little guy's like, no, nah, it's full. He said, mate, there's only half people on the bus. It's not full. Open the fucking, open the bloody panels up again. There's no other bus. We, we, we all need to fit. It'll fit. Fucking, we're not going anywhere yet. And he's like, no, we just need it. Mate. Read my fucking lips. <laughs> we are not going. Open the fucking compartments. And he's just, and he's just looking around as if say, oh, fucking, what am I going to He said, don't look at anyone else. <laughs> fucking look at me. And he's pointing his eyes. <laughs> fucking look at me. And, the, and these are not, this is only word for word. Open the fucking compartments. Now I'm going to fucking open them myself. <laughs> and the guy's just going, fuck's sake. So he's going up. And he's opened, the, and he's opened the first one up. It's chock-a-block. Yes. And Merv's gone, open the fucking second one. <laughs> and the guy looks at him and shakes his head. It's like, oh, it's a fucking, this is not my day. Yeah. Like, I, just, I can't be fucked with this. Uh-huh. Open the second one, chock-a-block. Mm. And Merv's gone, open the third one. Fucking last one. Open that one. <laughs> Opens it up. Empty. Oh. Said, now, put the fucking cases in there. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fucking... Wow. He was ready to get this guy and just fucking throw him under the road. Merv's probably been on so many tour buses. Oh, mate. Because was... that's how the the whole team would have been corralled. Oh, but we're there watching it, though, and we're like, we've seen the first one open full, second one open full. And it's like he's <laughs> it's like he's going for the Royal Flush yeah. and hoping to get the Queen in the last car that flips sure. over. And it's just opened up, and it's empty, <laughs> and we've all gone fucking, yeah, 
Hey. <laughs> we didn't do that, but mentally, yeah. we're like, oh, fuck, you got balls of steel. I tell you what, imagine if that had been chockers as well. Oh, and the guy had it gone. Mm. Fuck, it was funny. <laughs> oh, we just watched it and, we're like, and he was losing his shit. Yep. And he's actually, he's, he's just pointing his eyes with two fingers. He's going, yeah, fuck, don't look out there, fucking look, look at, at me. me. <laughs> Read my fucking lips, open them. <laughs> Merv's going to fucking kill this Merv's guy. Merv's a legend. Ah, uh, he really was. Yeah, it's um, he's a very, very nice guy. I must admit. Does he? Merv's a highlight. And he would have, I'm assuming, as part of the thing, would have made time to at least have a conversation with everyone. Oh yeah, he certainly got around. He was incredibly um generous. Yep. With his time to the point where, um, you could actually see him when we're at the ground, like mm. when we're at Lords, um, especially the first test. <laughs> Um, there's a lot of people getting around, and that's see Merv because he's very recognisable. Even oh, now, he's, he's still a got the bigger guy. He's got the mo. You can pick him from a mile away. Yeah, and people are coming over. English and Aussies alike wanting photos all the time. Yep, and you can see he's very generous with his time. But then he gets to a point where he's just like, "Oh, fucking, just let me watch your cricket. Yep, let me enjoy my beer. Yep, like just fucking leave me alone." You could actually see sure, it. yeah. You know, even though, he, even though he's still, he wouldn't get there and say, "No, nah, mate, don't have any time." Unless someone was being a bit annoying. Yep. You know, if they just want to hang around and fucking talk and talk. It'd be like, there was a couple of times it's like, mate, I want to watch Korea. Yeah, I've you've done got, the photo. You've, you've got your photo. And then, then they'd hang around and then you'd kind of say, go, mate, just, just fuck off. <laughs> you see this, mate. And then that's when most of them are kind of go, oh, okay, oh, I've, I've pushed my, yeah. my boundary a little bit too And I'm far. not wearing one of these canary yellow shirts. No, not at all. Which doesn't give me that extra bit of grace. Yep. So anyway, so we had um, Jeff Marsh and Murph together. So what we do of a morning, we come what together as a as a <laughs> as a, a morning kind of um, start the day. Yep. You know, um, team essentially, model. other than the first day, it was um, what happened the previous day. Discuss that. Yes. So they discuss that, and then they say, "What do we expect to happen today? What do we hope to happen today?" Talking cricket. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, and then they'd ask for any questions as well, which is really cool. So, yep. and I must admit, as much as I wasn't excited by Jeff Marsh, um, mm-hmm. he was a super highlight. Oh, okay. He's one of the nicest guys I've ever met. Yes. Uh, and we had the beauty of it, even though he didn't get to see it, um, but his son um, got picked to play in the third test mm-hmm. um, and also made a sanctuary as well. Bloody hell. Which was great, but he missed it. He was already um, had a plane booked to go to, I think, Bali for a family birthday or something. Yeah. Uh, so he was on the plane when he got actually got picked. Ah. But we did see a video afterwards when he got the sanctuary and they were just, you know, cheering on and all the nice. rest of it, which was great. But, but, um, but we... He was just a um, – he created this wonderful scenario where he knew cricket really well because he's coached as well. Master of the game. Right? Yeah, so he'd actually talk about, you know, the, the different players and what he expects out of them, so he knew them pretty well. Uh, Merv was a bit of more the – he would talk about that, but he'd throw the comedy stuff in as well. Yep. Yeah, so that was um, it was a nice little juxtaposition. So my that question worked. is this, Mr. Barnes. Mm. I don't know what it was like in the old blighty, but here in the land down under, there was some controversy. Controversy, I tell you. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> some controversy regarding a a stumping that may have happened. I don't know if I recall that. To <laughs> English uh, batsman. Mr. Bearstow, mate. Yes. Yeah. Now, I don't know how the uh, British tabloid media – Portrayed it. Oh, we were. Or we, we, we were not the you, friendlies. Let me tell you how it was portrayed in the um, in the Australian media. Mm-hmm. Three words. Yes. Whinging. Bloody, bloody bombs. bombs. Yep. Um, look, my take on it was the ball seemed to leave the uh, keeper's hands 
before he even stepped out of the crease. Like it looked, oh yeah, it looked like it. Was, he wasn't waiting for it. He did not wait. No. He he received the ball and he just chucked it back at the stumps because he'd seen the batsman leave the crease quite early. Yep, a couple of balls before, and he thought, you know what, fucking, if I continue this as a passage of play, like don't stop, because mm-hmm. I think if he had actually waited a beat then I think he would have been hard done by. But it looked yep. like it was one motion. What it, because, and this is a beauty of having like um, Jeff and Merv and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff as part of our crew, um, they talk to the players, especially Jeff Marsh. Mm. They talk to the players you know, during the, after the game and all the rest of it. Ah. And it worked out that Bearstar had been doing that a bit. He'd just been walking out. Yeah. So they actually said, you know, if he's going to keep doing it, just um, we'll, just, we'll just throw one up occasionally. And it happened to hit. Keep it, keep, keep him honest. Yeah, so we basically did it, expect it preempting that it he might miss. do it. Oh, yeah. So that he might actually step out. And, yeah. of course, it hit. Um, so at the end of the day, within the rules of the game, it was out. One yeah. of the – and I kind of get it because if it was the other way around, you'd be thinking, oh, fuck off, bastards. Yeah. But one of the first things you were taught when you play cricket as a kid, don't leave your fucking crease. Correct. Don't leave your – so the number one fucking – oh, number one thing, don't get out. Don't get out. <laughs> number two thing, don't leave your crease. That's your protective zone. Correct. That's your trench you protect. But that's that's no different to the um, the bowler's end batter getting run out because he leaves the crease before the ball's been bowled and the bowler doesn't bowl it and stumps him. The old man cat. The old so man I gotta cat. So I don't like the man cat, but uh, the man cat is okay in my mind. Big bash. If you do a warning first. Do the fake man cat oh, yes. and do the old, mate, if you do it again. You are going. And that's enough to keep you back in your crease a bit. Then For if you're least- going to do it again and you get done, bad luck. Yeah. You, you've done it to yourself. Yeah. I think the um, the spirit of the game warning is good. Mm. You can't do a spirit of the game warning with a stumping like that, though. No. There's no way. You can't do it. No. Yeah. So, look, it was interesting, though, because what happened then was that that kicked the English crowd in at Lords because Lords is meant to oh, be the boot everyone. It's meant to we be the special that. place where everything's very formal and yes, you know, stiff it's all, upper lip it's and, and sir and all that kind of thing. Like and, clapping. Yes, yes, we love our cricket. Yes, hurrah, yes. hurrah, hurrah, hurrah for cricket. Yes, grab the champagne yes. like that kind of. That's fucking very much that. Um, but then uh, the Barmy Army that was because at Lords they can't stick together. So in the other place, so the first test, the Barmy Army were all seated together. Right. Which is why it was like soccer chants when you watch that test. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We went at the first test, we're at the second, which is mm. at Lords. At Lords, they separate them. They can't buy tickets together on purpose. Because they want to get rid of the hooliganism. Yeah, they don't want that there. That's not what Lords is about. How is How amazing is it to go to Lords? Oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Just being there was phenomenal. Is it like going to the MCG for the first time? Like uh, just having better, that? I think, to be honest. Yeah. Um, it just has a different feel. Just looking around and just seeing the history of that just place. Just smells like old tweed. It's just it's incredible. <laughs> yep. Never thought about it. And the the actual the actual lean on the ground, mm. um, the the runoff is ridiculous. Oh, okay. Like I was Bubba that we went with was going on about. It. I'm like, oh, yeah, fucking can't be that much. Mm. But you actually watch the the stand at one end of the ground. And you actually you think oh you can't notice it, but then you notice the fence line. Mm. And now the ground falls away from the fence as it goes. But the earth's flat, Troy. <laughs> yeah. Apparently not at Lords. Yeah, but anyway, so the the um the chant then began right once this kicked in. What was the chant? Which was um same old Aussies always cheating. Ah, and it was like the soccer chant. Same Same old Aussies Aussies always cheating. cheating. Same old, and it went on. And then once it stopped, we beautifully segued into that with same old pommies 
Always whinging. <laughs> so we've got this little area. Because there was another other tour groups of Aussies too. So there was us and there was a few other ones. Oh, okay. So you probably got, I know, I'm going to assume, maybe 300 Aussies in this yep. little – because we're together. Sure. Oh, well, we our lot's together. There's another block together over here, another block together Keep over here. Keep the convicts there. together. Yeah. So around you could actually see that the, the green with the gold hats was over in that stand. Yes. And there was the gold over in this stand. There was another yeah. gold group and another stand. So – we, we kicked that off, and then they joined in with us as well. Okay. And then, of course, once we slow down, they kick back in again yes. and back to the same old Aussies. Same. And then once it finished, we're back. Same old Palmies, always whinging. It was fucking great. I'm sure it was. Uh, it was just, But the thing is, because it then became this huge thing with that, you know, just getting away with that test and all the rest of it, mm. uh, the media then built it up. Because the next one at Headingley leads, mm. um, the Barmy Army's all together. Yes. Um, and they actually put on extra security because they were concerned about the Aussie spectators because things were actually starting to get a little bit serious with the cricket. And the thing is- And I they suppose, got extra security around the Australian areas too. And that's that would have been a surprise because I reckon you would have been sitting there with your group and the other groups and you would have been, you know, same old pommies, always whinging. But it would have been in, in fun, in jest, as in- Oh, yeah. Like, if I see you down the pub, I'm going to have a beer with you because that was funny. Yep. Whereas that's not the mentality over there. It's you're one of them. I'm going to fucking – I'm going to go you. Mm. There was a few people in our crew. I didn't get it myself, but I'm lucky that I'm I'm six foot tall and a bit wide. And, yeah. You know, like, a, even though I couldn't fight a duck. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even talking. The a, most dangerous. I'm not even falling. A, talking a big one. The most dangerous foul. <laughs> yeah, just couldn't do it. Yes. Um. But of course, you you look at me and think, okay, well, you never know. I'm not going to risk it. Yeah. But there was a few of the, um, even some of the women as well that got a bit of a hip and shoulder, leaving really? the ground and walking. Around. Yeah. Because so it wouldn't happen in Australia. Well, I wouldn't say it wouldn't happen because it only takes one or two smart asses to be a bit dicky. True. But you yeah. and I go to the footy. And you will be against a team that you are mortal enemies. Mm. And we will all catch the same train from the same pub, walk in the same gate wearing our opposing jerseys, yep. sit right next to each other, yell abuse for two hours, then all file out the same door, go to the same pub and yep. catch the same train exactly. home. And say, well done. And 99.999% of all those people will be pleasant to each other, except for the occasional ribbing chance. Exactly. Um, so the example I give you was a difference. Mm. English football. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Um, that's essentially what the chanting is like. Yeah, but so I wouldn't the, have thought that that converted to cricket. It doesn't necessarily convert over, but that, I think that was the fear a little bit mm. because it became this big thing where suddenly it really was a fucking, you know, England are getting a bum steer here. Yes. And the fans are getting very irate. Mm. Um, like, was, I had a few guys come because you know, you guys fucking Aussie cheaters and all the rest of it, and they just walk off. Okay. So not even having a little bit of a, a jeer, it's like, you know, fuck you. Because the thing is- And then you just kind of go, okay. It's easy to tell it's us. Yeah, you did. We, we had the brightest yellow shirts. So when we went to Heavenly for the third test- They are almost safety yellow. Yeah, when we went to the <laughs> third test, um, initially we were actually walking around in twos. We weren't trying to go somewhere by ourselves- until we scoped out what it was like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was starting to look a bit like, uh, we need to be a little bit sensible here. Someone kind of said, hang yeah. on, you yeah. need to realise that this is not like Australia. No. They do get a little bit more fiery and yep. could cause And some- also you've got 
as said, people there that are in our crew that are older too. Octogenarians. You know, I mean, so you got to be a little bit wary of that too. I mean, you only need someone to give them a bit of a shove being silly. They don't realise they're probably fucking 77. Yeah, and, and next hip. thing they're falling down a step, you know. Yeah. So there was that little bit of, okay, don't be alarmed, but just mm. be aware of your surroundings. Alert, not alarmed. Yeah, pretty much. Mm. Yeah. So, Mind but I gap. did have a one for one at the, the third test. So it was a couple of days in. Mm. Things were looking a bit dicey. Um, and I've gone out the back and had a smoke and grabbed another beer and all the rest. And there's four young British supporters out there. Yes. Of the English English crew. Mm. Uh, Were they all kitted up like you guys? Uh, no. Okay. No, but you could, I mean, pretty much anyone that wasn't wearing yellow. Yeah, that was them. That was the opposition. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, they've of course seen me as I'm there having a smoke and a beer. Yes. Uh, and they've gone, you know, you guys are fucking lucky. I said, and, and I, I fucking, you would love this. <laughs> so I played it perfectly. Yes. you got to make people your friends. You do. And I've actually said, I said, honestly, boys, I said, should have won the first test. Mm. Fucking unlucky. Yep. Should have had it. Should, it was we, yours. We, we got lucky. Yours the day, for taking. In the day, we got the win, but it was yours. No mm. doubt about it. We got really lucky. Second test, fuck it, you could have had it. Mm. So you essentially could have been 2 0. Yep. Um, but you're not. We are mm. um, through pure luck. Sure. I said the perfect scenario now, honestly, for you guys and cricket, is that you guys win this third test. Yep. And then you win the fourth test as well. Two all be fucking spectacular. Yep. Cricket world would love it. And it'd be fair. You should have won the first two. Completely agree with you. Yep. And the fifth one, we beat you and fuck you completely. <laughs> <laughs> and because I've let him in being friendly. Yep. I'd they weren't a, expecting it. I make them understand that I'm on his side. <laughs> yep. Once I threw in the barb at the end, yeah. they're like, oh, oh. fuck, you're all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I hung around for about 10 minutes talking cricket. Yeah, um, nice. Yeah, but no, it was good. Like, the, the Barmy Army was amazing, watching their fucking trumpet players and yep. singing the chants and all the rest of it. And, I mean, we saw Ben Stokes hit 155, which is one of the best knocks of cricket, I think, in fucking history of cricket. Mm. It was ridiculous. Steve Smith, we saw get a century. Yep. Uh, we saw Wood bowl for the English who bowled like 160K. Yeah, like, like that's insane. And, and like every second ball he falls over and he's run up, he's going so fucking fast. Yeah. It's ridiculous. He he's can't like Barry stop. Allen. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. You know, so we saw some some phenomenal cricket, um, had some incredible friendships made. Awesome. Um, and it was just a hell of an experience. Yes. So for anyone who you know, wants to go – and watch an Ashes tour in England. Mm. Um, like, it costs us 12.5K to do it, sure. not counting flights. That's just being there for two weeks and accommodation, yep. all the rest of it. It is expensive, mm. but I'll tell you what. Um, Worth it. Phenomenal. Save if you, now, if you love, the next one. If you love cricket, yeah, just start saving now and have a look at it when it comes around. And Might be cheaper yeah. if you do well in Australia. Yeah. Um, as an interesting one for them. We actually had for the third test as well, because Jeff left us. Mm. Um, we, ended Jeff. Up having, we had the Hughes brothers. For the next one. Did you know? So Murph Hughes and Kim Hughes. <laughs> not brothers. <laughs> Same last name. Sure. So Kim Hughes, once again, is not one that stood out That's to like me from Marsh back then. Marsh and Rod Marsh. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so Kim Hughes is not a player that stood out to me in my mind. Like I remember him being the captain and all the rest of it, but he yeah. wasn't one that I remember greatly. Like he didn't- he's like, I was the fucking captain. Yeah, he was. Um, but I, tell I you came what, in at number three. Yeah, but he, like you got Jeff Marsh, who is, um, he's like the- He's the nice uncle. Yep. He's the uncle everyone wants to have. Sure. Like, he's just a beautiful human. Slip you five bucks human. when you say you got no pocket money. Yeah, pretty, pretty much, yeah. yeah. But he's just, he was just, he's one of the nicest men I've ever met in my life, to be honest. Okay. I'm so generous with his time, but also 
he didn't just give his time. He actually he took time. Oh yeah, he got to know you a little bit. And, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. if he he come around and having a beer, he come over and have a beer with you. No, nice. he buy you beer and all that. Like yeah, it was yeah. just really nice guy. Murphy was he was the larrikin a bit. He was the lad. Um, and all the rest of it. And then you got Kim Hughes comes along, mm-hmm. and he's the he's the dirty uncle. <laughs> <laughs> he's the guy that you, you could tell he grew up in the era he did. Yep. You know, he's a, he's a little bit of a sexist fuckwit. <laughs> um, he didn't he didn't really. Like he knows cricket, yep. But I don't think he'd been watching any of the tests prior to that one, <laughs> because he was getting like names wrong when he's talking doing the morning briefing. He might say, "Oh yeah, um, what did you think of blah blah in the first test?" So, yeah, um, Anzi yeah, Cron- I think he did all right, didn't he? Anzi Cron, like- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm not sure he's playing. Yeah. So he was a he was a different cat. I've got to admit, sure. Um, and then we didn't get the last one because Terry Alderman was um in the fourth and fifth, right? Um, don't know what he was like, but. Mm. I mean, some of those icons of cricket around was really cool. Yeah, though. and getting yeah. a bit. And there was also there was Gillespie there at the games too. We got to Gilly. see him a fair bit. Yeah, and we got to go to the two um, pre-test functions for Australian cricket. Mm-hmm. Um, that was great. So you got um, Mark Taylor up there doing all that, and Tubby. Um, and he's talking to to Ponting and Punter was uh, there. Yeah, he was there. Fucking as another well. Tasmania representing. Yep. So there's um, you know, there was a few of that kind of a lot of that kind of stuff going on. Um, That's how my mum was great. Great. That's how my mum when she went to India. She went for a conference on India, and she was trying to talk to the locals, and they would say, where are you from? And she'd go, Tasmania. And they'd just look at her blankly. Yep. And she'd go, Australia. And they go, oh. She'd go, Tasmania. Ricky Ponting. <gasps> Ricky Ponting! <laughs> yeah, in India. Exactly. Definitely. Ricky Ponting land. They pretty much worshipped him over there. Correct. So mm. as soon as she realised that she didn't need to say Tasmania, she just needed to say Ricky Ponting. Yep. Fucking, they knew exactly. Speaking of fucking Ponting, here we go. I love Ricky Ponting. I know. I really do. Punter's a great. He's a great player. Was a great player and a great fucking man. Like there's no doubt about it. And he's also great at commentary. Like Mm -hmm. he he knows the game very well. And he one would hope so. And he um, (laughs) but he just he's he's been around it a bit. Yes, but he's kept in touch the whole time. He's never gone away from cricket. Yep, he's always been there. But when they were doing the um on the ground, was it um post match? Conversation or a half yeah, yeah, or yeah. dinner conversation or lunchtime conversation. Did you see the controversy? No, that happened. No, this was during the um, the fourth test. You paid a lot more attention to the cricket yeah. than I did, mate. So yeah, we were a bit invested. <laughs> um, so uh, what happened was he um, someone in the crowd mm. threw something at him while he was actually reporting live. Okay, he wasn't fucking happy about it, wasn't he? You know what it was? No, it was a grape. Oh shit. <laughs> Sour and grape? apparently he wasn't fucking happy. No. And I'm thinking. Did he just whine? Well, I'm thinking. <laughs> have a little have wine. Have a wine. <laughs> Stomp his feet a bit. Yeah, exactly. Yep. But I'm thinking, A, <laughs> mate, it's a fucking grape. It, it is a grape. I mean, they haven't thrown an apple at you. Well, it no, starts with a grape. They haven't thrown a beer. And the next thing you know, it's a pineapple. It's <laughs> 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 It's they like go a, through a fruit, fruit bowl until they get to the watermelon. It's like a preemptive drug. Exactly. You, know, you start on marijuana, <laughs> next thing you're hooked on heroin. Starts <laughs> with a grape and it's a pineapple. But here's the thing that really got me. So he wasn't happy about it. Mm. And he was kind of, you know, fucking, I wish I knew what fucking was going on. I will mean. go you. And I'm thinking, dude, it's a grape. Yeah. Man. But the thing that really frustrated Mind me. Mind you, that was the 38th grape that he'd copped in the forehead that day. There's just some old lady up there just with a full bunch just whipping him at him. And he's like, dunk, dunk. He's taken 14 before the camera's even Good rolled. Aim, so. But I'm thinking, dude, 
You've got a microphone. You're one of the best bats that's ever played the game. You fucking Why don't you just knock it for four? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Put it over cover. It's just a grape. <laughs> Fuck's sake, Rick. Get the great Nicholas out. Come on. <laughs> the great Nicholas. Yeah, the great Nicholas. <laughs> um, so, no, cricket was amazing. Uh, and they really did. Was. So, was it good? How good was the inside cricket knowledge that you got from the dressing rooms, you know, the next oh. morning? Like, where was obviously it? we had the controversy. Yeah. Was there any, you know, feedback? You, you said that they there was, like, you'd been watching him do it all day. And so, it's like, you know, fucking have a crack. Just have a little. Yeah, pretty much. Keep him honest. Yeah. So it was just it was more a case of look because when it happened, even we were like, oh fuck, that's doggy, like it's a doggy way to get out. It's not a great like, way to get out. No, not a great, not a great way to get not out. Not a great at all. way to get out. No, mind you, there was much coverage in Australia of him doing the exact, exact same, same thing. thing. Exactly right. Throughout and that's the how years, stupid. they kept bringing out this spirit of the game. Yes, fucking thing. Um, but when he went back through the things that they were doing, they're doing exactly the same fucking thing anyway. It's just that he got caught out. Correct. And it's just That's a, all it was. It's keeping the batsman honest. It's taking the advantage where you can. It's not like you got the sandpaper out on the ball. No. You know, it's and not- And that's where the same one Aussies always cheating thing come from a little Correct. bit. Correct. But once again, if you go back through the history, English have done this shit as well. Oh, they're not- Cricket teams have done this forever. Since cricket was invented, You know, mate. between bald lollies in the mouth, fucking trying yeah. to stick up things. Like, it's fucking- It's always happened. Yes. Anything to try and get the ball to move how they- Or differently, or to break the ball oh, down. Whatever they can do to make it swing or- New balls. Don't talk about fucking new balls. Don't talk about that. But the other thing that we didn't mention as well, Mm. um, which I thought you would have brought up already because I know you're disappointed and angry. (laughs) Very angry. Very, very angry. Because I'm ginge or just in general? No, just in general on this one, Mm. is that uh, second over at Lord's, first day, (laughs) our first time ever at Lord's, Mm. suddenly pitch invasion. So we're watching and I've looked over. I've looked over the other side of the – because we're the opposite side of the ground where they come on. Right. So I looked over and thought, what the fuck's going on there? And no one else is really caught. They were watching the cricket. And I'm just going, ah, a couple of streakers. And next thing, they're running and running. And both of them went to, it was interesting, they went to both ends of the pitch. So basically there was two that ran to the stumps. Went to the stumps. I believe there was a third one too that didn't actually make it over the fence. Got his undies caught or something. Yeah. Well, I think the goal is if you're going to streak, you've got to try and grab a bale. Yeah. (laughs) Shelve it. And yeah. no one's going to take it off you. <laughs> you put it in, put straight it, up the anus. Put it in the prison wallet, and that's yours yeah. for the keeping. <laughs> Souvenir from yeah, Lords. Not for the keeper. No, for not the keeping. for the keeper. Exactly. Yeah. You might get fined, but they're not going yeah. to find that. Yeah. So they've actually gone there, and then suddenly you've seen the players suddenly think, okay, what the fuck? Yep. Um, and then as they're getting closer, you could see this powder come out of their hands. And mm. obviously they were trying to stain the pitch. Yes. That was thing. And we didn't realise later on, until later on, uh, but it was something I'm like saying no to oil or yeah, I can't was, stop oil or whatever it was. Oil mining. Which has happened a bit because it had been at Wimbledon as well um, during that time or yep. it happened a few days later. Uh, but anyway, so you've actually seen one of the players actually tackle one of these guys. Mm. You can actually see they weren't letting them near the pitch. Yep. Like they, they've just gone, fuck no. This is my workplace yeah. and you're not going to fuck this up for Pretty everyone. Much. So you've got um, Bearstow, mm. was a, the fucking funniest one, Um not a popular person with the Aussies. Like no. they love picking on him and all that kind of bullshit. Whatever. But he's just grabbed this guy like a rag doll mm-hmm. and just put him under his arm yeah. and then just walked off with him. <laughs> it was like he just picked up an naughty child and he's, said, no, no, you're not meant to be here. <laughs> How I'm many times have your mom. I told you not in the supermarket? And then just threw him over the boundary line. Yeah. It was fucking brilliant. But on the other end, when they, they got this other guy to the ground, mm. um, he kind of got up initially in the, when he was trying to be tackled. 
and Warner's there. And Warner's taking a step forward. And Warner's – I thought Warner's going to grab the bat and take him out. <laughs> Drop him. It would have been fucking brilliant. Oh. And even the English would have loved it. And I reckon like, he would have been on song. I reckon he was about to, and this thought process has gone, I'm on the telly. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can't really crack someone around the head. Oh. I'm on the telly. Yeah, he just had this moment. <laughs> oh, he's going to hit him. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, it was some action. I for was the, disappointed, for the second over. Yeah, I know. This is where you're angry. You and I get it. It should have been you or yep. Bubba wearing a South Road Boys yep. T-shirt. I don't care what you would have done. If you had been pants off Friday and just wearing <laughs> the South Road Boys T-shirt, oh, the joy that would have given me. <laughs> Imagine yeah. how many English listeners would have now. I just know it was – I think it was a message from you at the time mm. that pretty much said um, so, something along the lines of – Very disappointed. Very disappointed that that wasn't you or they yeah. when at least wearing a South Road Boys T-shirt. I can be yeah. better. <laughs> But I tell you what, it was an interesting way to start the day off. Mm. It added a little bit of fun and enjoyment to it. And mm. I'm sure once they were off the pitch, that was it. Like there wasn't. No, there was a. They got a, the stuff thrown about. Mm. But then what you saw then was a. There was a little cleaning cleaning crew come out with a vacuum, with a, with a kind of a, just a, a broom and all this, and yeah. they're just sweeping all this stuff up. Next thing you know, they just disappeared again, like yeah. little, <laughs> like little fucking Robocops. <laughs> um, like and then bang, play continues. That's it. Yeah, that was get it. on with it. But it was, um, it was funny, unexpected. Mm. Got to say, hopeful um, though. You're always hopeful of a streaker. Oh, fuck! It was, it was just watching him just pick this person up, <laughs> just like they were just a rag doll, yeah. and just wa- and not even drag them off. Actually, just pick him up on your arm and just walk off casually. <laughs> like <laughs> I've never seen someone be cheered so well at a sporting event. Yes, not for sport, not for in sport. that way. Before. Yeah, exactly. It was just incredible. Yeah, it was pretty good. Excellent. Well, my mate, my friend, it is so good to have you back. Um, very glad that you made it back alive and didn't die. Oh, thanks. Um, we will discuss the rest of your trip next week. Yeah, why not? Because mm. there is a plethora more, and a lot of it will not involve cricket. Oh, no, the, the cricket stuff is nearly done now, probably. You got anything else for cricket? Oh, there might be something I remember. <laughs> yeah. I mean, actually, here's the thing. Yep. So, yeah, we'll throw <laughs> this one in. I tell so, you what, between golf and cricket, the roadies are just spoilt for choice. Oh, <laughs> but the uh, the individuals you meet on these tours, there, mm. was, there were some lovely people, some old people, chicken strange wings. people, chicken wings. And then there was Andy. Andy Cap? No, Andy Hall. Andy Hall. Andy Hall. So Andy was um, quite a slim build of a man. Mm. Um, I don't know how old Andy is, actually. I'm thinking... I reckon Andy would be – fuck, I, sh- I could insult him here, but I'm assuming he's probably 40. Okay. Um, and this guy we, – we drank a few beers at the cricket. I don't know if you might be aware of this. Really? Uh, between the three of us, Closey, Barbara, and myself, mm. um, well, there was a few days where we did knock over 30 pints between the three of us at the cricket. Oh, shit. Because we would have a beer at 11 o'clock every day. Of course. Ball. Yep. Have to do it. Uh, you don't have to, but you can. Yeah, no, you – It's not, not a requirement. No, no, you do. You have to. Okay. Yeah, you have to. You're not aware. It's you weren't written, there, Joe. It's written in the bylaws at Lords. Yeah. So it wouldn't matter how big a night you had. Okay. 11 a.m., yeah. first but ball. But we had scenarios right. where we'd drink, you know, like 10 pints each at the cricket, which sounds like a lot, but it's actually not that many. No, but it really is. That's five <laughs> over five litres of beer. When you look at it that way. It's the only way to look at it. <laughs> <laughs> and then you kick on that night as well. Like, you can go back to the pub afterwards and then mm. Mind you, you are out in the cricket. sun, so you need to keep hydrated. Three. That's it. See? Trying to look after ourselves. <laughs> With five litres of beer. 
Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Actually, I think it's more than that. I think at point six hundred mil. Oh, yeah, you could be right. So, Fuck. Yeah. give or take, it's a couple of beers. Yep. Anyway, um, couple but, of beers. But Andy was quite a slim lad. Mm. Lovely man, passionate about cricket. Really, Fuck. loved it. Loved the cricket. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Andy would always get two beers every time. Andy, two beers. Always. He would always come back with two pints. One for the left, one for yep. the right. Um, Saves and we trip. started bringing Andy into the conversation a little bit because he was normally sitting around us somewhere. Mm-hmm. And, uh, was he, he only Paddy Malone? Yes, he was. Okay. Yeah. Um, so he would. Um, he was always talking about the creeks. as a passionate. Sure. Um, so I would just turn and say, Andy, special comments. <laughs> and he just throws something. Thank you, Andy. And then we'll move on. <laughs> but he'd always come back, and he just and he come through. I'm like, watch your two beers, Andy. No, and we talk and talk. Yep. Anyway, and Andy, he loved a drink. Did he? Now? And he had a few big nights. So yeah, one day where I don't think he went to the cricket, like he was zonkered. Couldn't. Yeah, just gone. Um, but uh, once the more I get to know this guy, the more I I love this man. He was <laughs> just a he was a, a beautiful, beautiful man. Um, and then we find out he, once we get to know him lover? a little bit further <laughs> mm. um, that he is actually um, a uh, a member of the Australian Symphony Orchestra. Is he now? Mm. Wow! What instrument does Andy play? Andy plays. Um, he's got a little like a violin scenario going on. What chair? Um, chair, as in. Oh, you didn't have that conversation. So when you play the violin in the symphony, mm-hmm. you are given an allocation of which chair oh, okay. to play. No, don't know. Yeah, um, which we actually, because a few people didn't believe this, and he, he was a bit. He didn't really want to bring that up. He just wanted to be there for the cricket. Sure. Um, but actually, there was plays a U- with the symphony. There was, for a U- fuck's sake. there was a YouTube video that we found from, like from a few years back. Yes, which was on. I know, it might have been on like an ABC show or something, <laughs> and it was about him being in the thing. And I've gone fuck. That's not what I ever what I would have expected. He was on tour ever. with Metallica when they did their yeah, symphony tour. Just, <laughs> and it just goes to show that. Well, so we had the conversation afterwards with a few of us when he wasn't there, mm. that you never know who people are. No. And that was one of the beautiful things about that moment. Like we saw Andy, skinny guy, drinks a bit. Two beers, Andy. Um, and, and once I got to know, I thought, fuck, this guy's a nice guy. Mm. And then we find out that he's got this other side to him that you would never have expected. Sure. And it's like- if I hadn't have taken the time to talk to this guy that I thought was just a great little individual, he would just be never known that Andy Tubies. Yeah, wouldn't have known it. Yeah, we just spent Andy Tubies. Perfect. Yeah, so um, yeah, it was a it was a nice little bit of cherry on top. Nice for the cricket. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Help me and meet. Always make trips better. Always do. Well, Rodies, thank you very much for joining us. Um, I am sure that we will see you live and in person for episode three hundred. Now, yes. as you would have seen. This is going to be episode uh, 299.3. Three. Yeah. <laughs> there will be a 299.4. Yep. Um, and then we will get into episode 300. Uh, sticky tickets is where you can find yeah, tickets for that. Uh, or southroadboys.com. There's a link on that there. Um, and apart from that, mate, I am Joe. I am Troy. And we are the South Road Boys. Once again, we are. 